Our patients are the first thing we think of when we begin each day and the last thing we think about when we finish. In that spirit, Hendricks Regional Health, Danville, Indiana, proudly presents Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. When you bring home baby, there are a lot of things to know right away, and we understand it can be a little overwhelming at first. My guest today is Dr. Beth Summers. She's a pediatric hospitalist at Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Summers. What do you tell new parents? That day that they're leaving the hospital is some of the most important things you want them to know about bringing home new baby. Well, I think in general, I go over just basic care of their newborn. So like how many wet diapers they should have, um, what their stools should look like because um, the baby stools go through a very transition from a, their first stools are called meconium, which are black in character, and then they transition to a greenish color. And then the final transition that the newborn stools go into is um, a yellow seedy color where they actually might look like they have sesame seeds in their um, stool. And sometimes this is very surprising to new parents. Um, so the major thing that I go over is just generalized care. So, for for example, um, a baby should have at least one wet diaper for every day old they are. So, for example, if they're two days old, they should have at least two wet diapers a day. If they're three days old, at least three. And then after a week of age that changes, they'll have six to ten wet diapers a day, and that's normal. Um, as far as the baby poops, um, they can have a little baby poop after every feeding, once or twice a day. Um, they're going to find their own stool pattern. What I consider constipation and when parents should seek help from their pediatrician and go to the doctor is when the poops come out like rock-hard marbles, that's a sign of constipation in their newborn. Um, then I go over some daily feeding care, um, whether you're breastfeeding or you're bottle-feeding your baby. Um, normally, babies if they're breastfeeding, feed up to eight to 10 times a day, sometimes more. Um, usually every two to three hours, we try to tell parents not to go longer than three hours between breastfeeds. Um, we talk to moms about drinking a lot of water. If they like oatmeal, that will also help their milk come in. Um, and we provide supportive lactation services um, for those new moms that, to get their milk supply in. For those moms that um, decide to give nutrition to their babies through um, formula feeding, we give similar advice um, about feeding their baby every three hours um, and taking anywhere from 15 mLs, which is about a half an ounce, to an ounce and a half, which is 45 mLs at a time. And any time a baby receives nutrition through um, either express milk through the bottle or uh, formula through a bottle, they swallow a lot more air. So those babies need to be burped um, halfway between a feeding and then after a feeding and kind of hold upright a little bit so their um, tummy has time to digest their food. So some basic things that I go over are basically, you know, what kind of, you know, output should a baby have in their wet and their poopy diapers, and then how do you feed their baby? And then I, I also receive a lot of questions from parents about how to take care of the umbilical cord. There's been a transition in how we take care of that umbilical cord. Before, um, it used to be recommended um, to use alcohol to dry the cord. That is no longer the recommendation because it actually has been found to delay the cord from falling off and is very dry, 
dry into the surrounding skin and cause skin breakdown. So now what we counsel the parents to do is just let the cord dry by air. It usually falls off between 10 to 14 days of life. Until that cord falls off, just kind of sponge your baby every you know, couple days to keep them clean. And then what about taking baby home as far as cribs go? Where do you want new baby to sleep? So we want them to sleep alone um, in their own bed and bassinet um, on um, um, a hard um, surface, um, so a mattress that just has a sheet on it, no bulky blankets or anything in the crib. Um, they can uh, sleep on their back. Um, that's the safest, uh, been shown the safest to prevent sudden infant death syndrome. Um, so in their own crib, um, on their back, um, and no, um, like, bumpers or um, bed padding um, that protects the rails within, in, the cri- in the crib because those 10 can fall um, um, on the baby or the baby gets, um, if they get a little older, they can move towards the side and actually suffocate themselves against the crib um, padding. So basically, just a single sheet, lay the baby in the middle of the crib or bassinet. Um, they can be in a swaddler. Um, so what do you tell eight. them about swaddling? So actually, um, it's, they can swaddle for the first um, six weeks. Um, that's perfect. Um, we actually demonstrate the swaddling um, in the hospital here that I work at. Um, and we actually provide them with swaddlers um, for home use when they go home with their baby. So um, really a baby just needs like a onesie or, um, you know, whatever outfit you want. Um, And then you can put them in their swaddler and put them on their back to sleep. That's all you really need to do. And before we even get the baby home, what do you tell them about car seats? Car seats, um, so always in the back seat, um, rear facing, um, up to 40 pounds. Um, We actually have... um, car seat inspectors, um, technicians at our hospital. Most hospitals do that now uh, where we inspect all the car seats to make sure there's no recalls on that individual car seat that the family brings in. We will actually do a car seat fitting. We'll make sure that the um, um, shoulder straps um, and chest straps um, to secure your baby in the car seat are at the appropriate height, and we um, demonstrate uh, to the families how that's done. We will actually also um, fit the car seat and make sure that it's balanced um, in the back of the car um, to make sure that everything um, is appropriately set up for that family when they take their newborn home. Such important information. Now, one of the things that parents kind of get a little bit nervous about is crying and babies cry. What do you tell them about crying and when do you say, well, it might be a little gastrointestinal distress or colic? Sure. Um, so first of all, crying is a natural way of communicating um, um, to the parent. So babies cry for several reasons. One, they just want to be held. You can't spoil a newborn. You can spoil a two-year-old or a three-year-old, but not a newborn. Um, Number two, they cry because they got a dirty diaper and they don't like sitting in that white, wet environment. Um, number three, um, why they cry is they're hungry. That's a way of communicating to us that they're hungry. Very rarely does a baby cry because they're in pain. It's usually because they just want to be held and loved. They want to have that interaction with their mommy and their daddy or parent, um, and they want to 
just uh, make sure that their pants are, are, are kept dry and, and fed. Um, very rarely do they, they cry. Um, colic usually doesn't present until like closer to two months of age. So those babies that present with excessive crying at that time um, can be due to belly issues in their child, but usually that doesn't present until later. The newborn period is mainly they want to be held, they want to be fed, they want to have dry pants. Very rarely do they cry because they're in pain. And what advice do you give parents about dealing with that crying and not getting stressed out themselves because of it? Well, actually, we we play something called the Purple Crying Video that goes over um, what do you do with a crying baby. Um, you, you can make sure that if you have reached your limits as far as you're getting a little anxious on what to do with a crying baby, I tell parents to safely place their baby in a crib or bassinet where they're in a safe place and just take a break. Just step away for a little bit. And if you have... Um, a partner that can help you take over that stress while you just need a moment to recollect um, your thoughts and um, uh, just need a a break for a little bit, that's okay. Um, You know, babies can cry. That's that's okay. They're not going to hurt themselves or anything by crying. But if you need that moment where it's just getting overwhelming for you as a new parent and you need a little break, know when to ask for help if you have Um, a support person or a friend or a grandparent that, hey, I need a break. I I need to take a a break for myself. That's completely okay. It happens to everybody. So I just tell them to make sure if they get overwhelmed and they're dealing with a crying baby and they, you know, they've tried the feeding and the holding and, you know, changing the diaper and um, they don't know what to do, um, either, you know, just take that break, um, give it a little chance to see if the baby will settle down, or if they feel that something's wrong with their baby, then call their doctor to figure out um, what the next step to help that baby feel better. So wrap it up for us about newborn care, what you tell parents every single day about taking their baby home, why it's so exciting, and why they should come to Hendricks Regional Health for their care. Well, I think um, I'm a um, I'm one of the pedi- a pediatric hospitalists. I have three other partners. I think we provide very superb care with our nursing staff and um, our partners with our OB physicians. Um, I think we all work as a well-oiled uh, machine, and um, we have different experiences and, and different, um, even in our own lives, whether you know we've um, built our families through adoption or um, have our own families um, uh, naturally. Um, I think we all work very well together in making sure that a parent is very comfortable in taking their newborn home. Uh, we do um, education in the hospital. Um, with the newborn. We have a newborn cares video that we go over basically anything you want to know about a newborn, um, whether it's changing their diaper or umbilical cord care or safe sleep or what kind of immunizations they should get before discharge or why vitamin K um, Injection is important for preventing head bleeding in babies. Um, We try to make sure a parent is well-prepared, and not only do they hear this from a a physician perspective, but um, our nurses are trained also to give the same education. And then we provide uh, the newborn cares video that we have made for our hospital and the purple crying video, which is about how to soothe a crying baby appropriately without harm. Um, we give a copy of um, to each family 
to take home and use as reference. Um, and then we make ourselves available. If we tell um, them if they have any questions about their newborn and they haven't established their pediatrician yet or haven't seen their pediatrician for the first time, we know their newborn, and we would be more than happy to answer any questions that they might have, um, even if it's in the middle of the night, to make sure that they get the greatest start for their family. Thank you so much, Dr. Summers, for being with us. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH, Hendricks Regional Health. And for more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.